Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast, which is named after the song by The Who, is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 76. We publish monthly with a new episode posting on the second Wednesday of each month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is entirely different than our usual format in that Taylor Hansen is my co-host of sorts. He reads the most recent article I wrote about his response to the Iranian protest anthem, Baraye. Since Taylor recorded his part, Iranian activist Nargis Mohammadi, who is a longtime repeat prisoner of the Islamic regime, was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. For women, for life, we sing freedom. For all the dancing in the street, for all the fear of kissing, you love her in public, but oh yeah. Here is some background information on how this episode came about. If you're a subscriber to my newsletter, you know that I have been trying to bring awareness to the situation in Iran for the past year. I've also been writing a lot of articles about Iran and Iranian people through the lens of music. One of the early ones I wrote was for Variety about Taylor Hansen and his The Voices Project. This project is one of the initiatives of For Women Life Freedom, the nonprofit organization Taylor started in aid of the people of Iran. With The Voices Project, Taylor was gathering as many people as possible, both well-known musicians and non-musicians, to sing a reimagining of the Grammy-winning song Baraye by Shervin Hajipur, called Baraye for Women Life Freedom. You can hear more in-depth details about that in the Taylor Hansen episode of the Pictures of Lily podcast. Lawrence and I participated in the recording, as did 16,000 others, both in person and remotely. Baraye for Women Life Freedom was strategically released last month, just ahead of the one-year anniversary of Masa Amini's murder, the event that kicked off the Iran protests. Ahead of its release, I spoke to Taylor again, this time for Spin magazine. It was quite different to when I had spoken to him nine months prior. Taylor's dedication and conviction remains unwavering, but his understanding has grown immensely. He's not just coming from a place of emotion, but from a place of true empathy. My hope has been diminishing for some time, but speaking to Taylor, it was rekindled. I took an as-told-to approach to the Spin article as I felt that Taylor was so articulate it was best to leave the storytelling to him. Once our story was published at Spin, Taylor reached out to me and suggested that he read his part of the story as an episode of the Pictures of Lily podcast, and that's what you're going to be hearing. I will read the introduction to the article, which is in my words, as well as the subject headings, and Taylor will do the rest. Here we go. September 16 will mark one year since the brutal murder of Masa Amini at the hands of Iran's morality police. The event sparked protests in Iran and across the world, activating the country's extensive diaspora. Iran's regime retaliated by attacking its own people with heinous acts. Among these are deforming women by peppering their faces, breasts, and genitals with birdshot, 
poisoning of girls on school campuses, public executions of young men, insidious murders of young women, plus rape and torture of almost 20,000 prisoners. Creatives are particular targets of Iran's dictatorial government whose uneven rule follows an extreme interpretation of the tenets of Islam. Musicians are even more harshly persecuted based on the fundamentalist outlawing of music in Iran. There are many musicians imprisoned in Iran, among them incendiary rapper Tumaj Salehi, who has been in solitary confinement for nearly a year. Shervin Hajipur is perhaps the most well-known to Western audiences for his poignant song Baraye, whose lyrics are drawn from desperate social media posts by Iranians. Hajipur and the song won the inaugural Grammy Award for Best Song for Social Change. First Lady Jill Biden presented the award while Hajipur remained on house arrest in Iran. Less than 24 hours before Hajipur was awarded the Grammy, multi-platinum chart topper Taylor Hansen had set up camp in Los Angeles' famed Hansen Recording Studios, in the same room where 38 years prior We Are the World was recorded. Here, Hansen brought together people from all walks of life to sing his reimagining of Hajipur's song Baroyev for Women Life Freedom. Appropriately, this initiative is called the Voices Project. It is the first of its kind for Hansen's latest nonprofit for women life freedom. In the final version of the song, which is released on September 8th, there are other Western musicians who have added their voices to that of Hansen's. Among these are Rufus Wainwright, Ben Folds, Ryan Cabrera, Darren Chris, Cassidy Pope, Kevin McHale, Gus Van Zandt, and Mark Hudson. Iranian superstars Leila Furuha, Shahbal Shapare, and co-producer and Grammy Award-winning Hamid Saidi of Opium Moon also shared their talents. Behind the scenes, co-producer-engineer Jim Scott, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sting, engineer-producer CJ Erickson, U2, and multi-instrumentalist producer David Garza, Fiona Apple, lent their expertise. Hansen opened participation on Baraya for Women Life Freedom to anyone who wanted to share their voice using the AudioBridge app. The result is 16,000 voices raised for the people of Iran. Hansen has remained diligent in using his platform to speak out about the atrocities in Iran. Here, in his own words, he tells us why this movement for freedom should matter to all people, not just Iranians, and what music's role is in resonating humanity. Understanding Iran. This project was born because we're trying to figure out how to help tell a human story through music and how we can bring people to the conversation. Iran has a deep history that we have a very modern understanding of outside of the country of Iran, which is not an understanding of Iran at all. Unfortunately, the government of Iran and its treatment of women and its relationship with much of the world has been tied to funding terrible acts. And that is the general picture that we have of the country. I can't fully explain why I'm in this seat, but I feel like I've been called to be here. I was inspired because I had an epiphany, which is here's a people that are truly calling for freedom. We have a connection to the people of Iran because of our basic humanity, because we are parents, because we are siblings, because we have daughters, because we have wives, because we have a desire for the freedoms that we frankly take for granted. Obviously, there are many flaws in any society, but we can live and pursue basic ideas of happiness in this country. We don't understand what it means to truly have no human rights. What really inspired me is I've now met people of Iranian Persian descent that I consider friends, people that are artists, people that are creators, people that are just like me. All of us have a story to tell. 
If we can connect as humans and we can say, that could be me, that's my daughter, that's my sister, that's my wife, that's my brother, that's what The Voices Project is about. For Women, Life, Freedom, and The Voices Project. For Women, Life, Freedom was established to launch projects that could bring people to the cause. The Voices Project is the first. It's an archetype of what can be done to help bring people's attention to connect hearts and minds to something that is hard to get your head around. When you can stand with three generations of people of Persian, Irish, American, German, African backgrounds, all singing for women, for life, freedom, on one day in the studio in Los Angeles and have people around the world joining, then we have begun to have a new conversation. We captured the song initially, hoping to help amplify the awareness of Iran with the Recording Academy, hoping that the original song could get the recognition it deserved. Incredibly, it won the Grammy for Song for Social Change, which is no small thing. It's a big deal for the movement. But it was also sobering because the recognition it should have received when winning that award was not nearly what it should have been. You got an artist in his mid-20s under house arrest that wrote a song inspired by tweets of a movement led by young women in a country where rights don't exist for women. That recognition should have put Shervin Hajapur, the artist, on the cover of Time magazine. That's why instead of simply immediately releasing our song, we've decided to release it at the most meaningful time to bring the best attention to the critical movement that's happening in Iran. September is a sobering time because it's coming up on one year since the protests began and we want the Voices Project to help amplify the continued need in this cause for the people in Iran that are still without freedom. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I don't carry the authority or the platform but I can say I'm a dad. I'm a citizen of a country that has at least a very foundational respect for individuals' basic freedoms that we have to fight for every day. What's going on in Iran is incredibly challenging and complex. I'm not the expert on all the socio-political dynamics, but I do know for certain that a girl could walk down the street and be accused of a crime against God for showing hair in public and then be raped and murdered we have an opportunity to support folks that are willing to risk their lives to fight against that. We're standing up for Iran not because it's likely to see change, but because certain levels of atrocity require good people to do something. Over and over, despots and historic leaders across history's shattered past are allowed to destroy human life because of the fear of those that are quote-unquote good. The question for me when dealing with what's going on in Iran is not whether it's likely or easy or possible to see a real change. That's not actually up to us. What we've tried to do is to create a project and organize a group of people to amplify something that is important. I'm so grateful music has a role to play. Thankfully, social media, the internet, this difficult and complicated thing that we have access to is also very powerful and has helped amplify a cause. Sandagi. Baroya for Women, Life, Freedom. When we did our session, I stood holding my two-year-old daughter next to my 10-year-old daughter, next to my 18-year-old daughter, next to my four sons, and next to hundreds of guests in the studio, many of whom came from various backgrounds, all of whom were singing these same words. The song was going to be released within a week of the recording. It very quickly became clear uh, that we shouldn't stop hundreds of people, thousands of people, 
that were sending in uploads of their voices. We needed to get every possible voice. That is the message that cannot help but move the needle for this cause. The role of music. I spent my whole life talking about the power of music. We've seen how art at its most basic gives people a sense of hope because it gives you a sense you're not alone. Music and art have a role to play in resonating humanity. In this particular case, we've got a more powerful example than anything I've ever seen. The power of songs and the power of communication can really amplify social change and advocacy for human rights. A son of Iran releasing a song on the internet that's then given an award that's broadcast to billions of different eyes on an award show. Thinking about all the people that have now heard about the movement because of the use of that song is really sobering and powerful. Music rarely has the opportunity to be as tangible as it does in this particular case, but it always has a role to play in inspiring action. I'm a person that spent my life writing pop songs. I say that with the most pride. A great pop song is a crystallization of a thought made so pure that a nine-year-old and a 90-year-old can both sing it. For women, for life, we sing freedom. Those words are trying to bring all the powers of understanding melody and simplicity and things that make each of us be able to share a story of popular songs into a cause that is truly complicated and challenging and frightening and horrific. And there's something very beautiful about that. I can't thank Taylor enough for generously suggesting to read our article. We hope this brings more awareness to the Iranian people and the situation inside the country. Both my interviews with Taylor are linked at picturesoflily.com and also at spin.com and variety.com. I also suggest listening to the original Taylor episode, which is number 69, as well as our episode on Gugush, which is number 66, in chronological order. For more information, the Pictures of Lily newsletter goes out every couple of weeks and you can subscribe to it for free. For my paid subscribers, I am posting bonus newsletters that include print-only interviews from my 31-year archive. For those who opt for a paid subscription, I have posted the interviews I did in the 90s with Robert Smith of The Cure, Noel Gallagher of Oasis, Richard Ashcroft of The Verve, and Damon Albarn of Blur and Gorillaz. For founding members, there are additional interviews with Noel, Richard, and Damon. I will link the Pictures of Lily newsletter in this podcast if you'd like to subscribe to it for free. In the next month, I'll be posting a couple of early print-only interviews with Johnny Marr. I don't know.
In our next episode, I'm going to be talking about my one experience with Andrew Ridgely of Wham, which was the culmination of 40 years of his musical impact on me. From myself and my co-producer, director-editor Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.